This month's episodes are presented in partnership with our good friends at ImageRaps.ca. ImageRaps.ca is your home for the best in signs and graphics that will be sure to get you noticed. They offer vehicle graphics, signage, and graphic design services that will help promote a business, event, partnership, or sale with exquisite appeal and a fresh look to bring eyes to you at a great cost. For our racing fans, look no further than some of the best-looking race cars you see out on the track. ImageWraps.ca put those together. The cars of Andy Camrath, Cole Camrath, Carter Camrath, Ryland Camrath, Colton Everingham, Corey McAllister, Chad Strawn, Nolan Gould, Roy Wilkie, Layla Walzer, and every guest of ours this month all had their cars done by imagewraps.ca. These cars shine on track while appealing to the partnerships on board. That is what imagewraps.ca can deliver for you as well. Reach out to them at imagewraps.ca if you want to glow on track with bright fonts, shiny wraps, designs that you reach and are appealing to the eye. We are so excited to present Image Wraps Month here on SNS, and we can't wait to see more of their designs on track. Not only can they can offer this, but if you'd like designs for your race team, logos, marketing tools like banners, business cards, brochures, decals, they do that as well. This is your home for all things in visual branding. Go to imagewraps.ca and start your look today. Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and you're tuned into Cam, Graydon, and the team as Stickers and Scuffs podcast. They're true Canadian racing fans. everybody welcome back to the stickers and scuffs podcast second episode for imagewraps.ca month we want to thank our good friend craig camrath and we're going to bring on uh rick spencer Walt, who's somebody we wanted to have on the show for you know a good couple years now and you're finally going to make it happen rick how are you uh doing good a little sore still but uh everything's going uh pretty good over here so Rick, Rick has been involved in an accident, not on the racetrack, but uh, on the uh, the city streets. So uh, <clears throat> were you wearing your T-shirt when it happened so they knew that they screwed with the wrong guy? 
<laughs> it's the, the only morning I wish I was wearing the t-shirt. I don't think he needed the t-shirt on to know he messed with the wrong guy, though, so we're all right. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I've got to love that because race car drivers, you know, you never forget uh, and you never uh, never want to get involved with somebody that uh, is literally the size uh, of a giant who could crush you. So um, <laughs> I've, I've never felt so small in my life, Rick. Uh, how do you squeeze into these race cars is beyond me. Uh, has there been one that was actually a bit of a challenge for you? Because I just want to see you have to crawl in inside of a legend. That would be pretty awesome. Actually, uh, I raced a legend car one night. Uh, McFadden's had the old cow car legend car. I don't know if you remember that one, but uh, he brought it. He messaged me, asked if I wanted to drive it. I said, if I can fit in there, I'll definitely drive it. I don't even really remember, to be honest, too many concussions from then till now. But uh, I got in it and drove it. I was in the wrong gear half the night and then got it in the right gear and drove up in the top 10 and ripped the fenders off her. And it was uh, it was an eventful uh, race, that's for sure. Those are crazy little cars to drive, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of off uh, off throttle time in those. You're on the gas uh, a lot. <clears throat> Be like High Tower Police Academy, just you know, sit right at the back of the cab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That that car was. Uh, I, that's probably not the tightest. I think Corey Superstock's the tightest there. McAllister's. Uh, I have to shift with my left hand because my right arm won't go back far enough with the seat that's in there. So I got to reach no over oh, and shift. Yeah. And I can't even turn the power or start the car. I got to start the car with my left hand and try and reach over. And I loosen the belts and then move over and get it going. But yeah, there's been a few tight cars, but I think his super stock's probably the tightest. Well, you, you know, one of the things that I, I was uh, really taken aback with was your driving determination with your injury. Uh, last was it last year, or year before last year, I think it was right. Yeah, and, last year, and be able to work through that and uh, be in, in pretty severe uh, pain during the races. And we've seen obviously uh, a bit of a change for you this year. Uh, off the the APC series, went down, to, went uh, to race at uh, Riverside, um, and uh, you know things maybe didn't go out that well. It's been a it's been a rough year, Rick. It's it's been. Uh, Corey and I have had this conversation about the amount of motors that you guys have gone through this year. It, it, is it something in the air, man, or is it just one of those things that you just want to give up now because it's just uh, the amount of carnage and the amount of money uh, in motorsports, especially when you've got that motor game uh, souring on you, it, it's got to be tough. Yeah, it's been a nightmare this year. It's been just absolute shit, to be honest with you. And uh, we've been through a lot of stuff, but uh, our team don't quit. Corey doesn't quit. Uh, Two-speed motorsports never give up. Neither is Eldon Wallace that helps me out. So we, uh, you know, my I got my wife too That's and son. They want to watch me race. They, they don't want me quitting yet. So uh, every week I just get pushed more and more, even when I take a step back and I just say, you know, we're done. Like there's – there's been Saturday nights I've left that track and I haven't, I, I just said, we're done. I don't, I don't want to go back. I'm not having fun. Uh, APC was still what I wanted to do and and we may end up going back to it. But at this point, I just, I, I don't have any bad words to say about APC. It's just uh, time and family that it just wasn't working out for me. So my son started racing and uh, I can't be away from him at the track. So um I did it last year. There was three, four races I wasn't there for, and I just 
those days were miserable for me at the racetrack. I, I didn't care to be there and, uh, that's not how I want to be. So if we're doing something, it's usually, you know, full effort, everything we got to go win. And we usually try not to unload a car that can't win a race. So this year has been really frustrating. Um, been chasing a lot of stuff with the car. Uh, so we got the best guys working on it still, and we're going to figure it out. Uh, it just got dropped off today to, uh, Brian McDonald's and juniors going there tomorrow. So I got two of the smartest guys in the game going to go right through that car from front to back shocks, bumps, everything in that thing is going to be redone. And we're going to give her hell on Sunday. And, and I hope that we have a car to be there at the end. Right now it's a 15 lap shootout car and then it's a piece of junk. So, um, just been chasing a lot of things this year and a lot of it comes down to time again. And I just don't have the time, uh, I work for uh, Caldecott Millwrights and Corey's company and we're down in Brampton from Monday morning. I don't come home until Friday afternoon and just having an afternoon and a bit of a morning before you got to go out and race isn't enough time to prepare these cars to be winning cars. And uh, it's taken hours and hours. It's a second job. So you can't, you can't expect to beat these guys that are working on them all week, working on it five hours a week. So. Yeah, I get like, You've explained it pretty well. That's that's kind of how you deal. I mean, when you're getting kind of dealt the, the shitty hand, if you will, like you have the support group of, yeah, your wife and, and your son that want to see you racing and you can't kind of turn your back on, on the guys that are, are working on the car and stuff too. So, I mean, that's sort of incentive to, to come back. And, and I mean, it's... <sighs> it's got to be a struggle and i i understand how you're saying like when there's something at a job that you just it's the last place you want to be because all the fun's getting sucked out of it and you have to kind of step back sometimes and maybe those weeks where you do kind of step back maybe that does help re refocus you a little bit eh yeah for sure uh i mean also going to riverside that wasn't just to go race i'd never never been out east and man is it cool out there just to, the whole way out a lot yeah. of hours of driving but uh just my grandfather lent us his uh big rv and my family pretty much rode out there together in it and it was pretty cool to bond and hang out and just do the whole trip together with eldon and and my family and bakers too bakers are a big family of ours extended family we've been hanging out and buying cars and working with them for a lot of years so just uh just really cool to go do something and if you've never seen the the riverside race or the iwk 250 man you gotta check that stuff out i i know we got big races coming here and stuff but that's the the shirt here but uh most of ours on it but it was just unbelievable atmosphere and and the track and the people man holy shit i don't think i've seen like sometimes you, you you know you shake your head when you look up at the crowd at Autumn Colors at Peterborough or the velocity at Sunset and realize how packed the place is, but nothing compares to the to the IWK for sure. Become a worldwide event. It's something that live stream. You get big name stars coming in there. Uh, Racing Carson Hosevar was part of that uh, festivities this year. Um, obviously, competition uh, is fierce. Didn't didn't last as long for you, but is Riverside. Um, it, we've been, we've, we've talked a lot with NASCAR Pity Series drivers and they compare it to a, a Canada's Bristol and it's the 
one track that tons of drivers have said that they want it to come back because on the schedule because it is so much fun. Is that what you experienced? Is it a really, really fun racetrack to drive? Yeah, it's uh, balls to the walls there, man. You're just uh, the guy who designed Bristol. They actually brought him up here and uh, he designed Riverside and just shrunk it. So you drop you drop into a hole and the banking's like going into, well, Graydon would know, it's like going into turn one at Varney. It, it just yeah. drops in there and you're in it. The amount of banking is just insane. But then you go down the other end and it's the same. And the place is just so fast you have to trust the car and you, and you have the thing buried to the floorboards and you have to trust that you're going to have the side bite and the grip coming up off because you're going so fast that if it starts going whew, she's uh <laughs> i made a couple of saves there and and i've drove a long time but i don't, I don't know it's uh it's incredible you're going back right oh yeah for sure yeah that's uh i'm not sure what next year's gonna bring i know um with Corey and, and uh, strike energy and, and Jim Wilson's, we got, we have good sponsors and uh, they don't want us to, you know, they want us to run against the best people and still win. So I don't know what, uh, at this point we have to have meetings and, and do all that stuff, mm -hmm. but uh, the Riverside stuff for sure, we're going to go and try and do that. Uh, there's been talk about possibly just putting on hold here a bit and going down, uh, down South and running a couple of races, renting from guys, big name guys down there sort of like what Steckley's doing uh I was already in contact with Chris Mitchell and we've been talking back and forth for a year now about trying to figure out and make it the right time but the amount of money we're spending up here to run for a bag of peanuts is uh you know I can go down if I'm gonna rent a car rent a car and run for 30 grand 40 grand 50 grand whatever it is down south and yeah maybe maybe we don't win maybe we do but if you rent from the right people and do it right there's look at Kyle's running right up front and that's a, that's, that's a lower team down there. It's not a low team. I'm they have a really good team, but I'm just saying that's not a Donnie Wilson car or Anthony Campy yeah. car. So there's, mm -hmm. there's many teams down there. You can go in different avenues and different price ranges you can get into. So it's something I, I think, you know, we've been around here for years and, and won championships at every track i can basically except for flamborough it just I, I didn't end up down there but i'd love to maybe do that before i'm done but uh we've done the circle so there's not much left for us to to do here other than have fun and, and we're trying but it's just i don't know i think this going down south and and just doing the big races and big money races are where we need to be at this point in my career rather than worrying about a saturday night deal all the time and that's something like you say it, it's it's something that's in your wheelhouse because it's driving, but it's stuff that's going to put a smile on your face the whole time. I mean, not every minute necessarily of every trip down there, but I mean, doing those things, going down there. And like you say, you're not, you're not going down there and just running for like a bag of peanuts. You're going and, and running for some big bucks and running against some pretty formidable opponents. And that's, that's a pretty cool thing to, to sit, to, puff your chest out when you come back home and say, I raced against so-and-so at insert track name here. Um, you also have at home, you're, as you say, you're a family man and you got your, uh, your young fella coming up and watching Jake. Uh, we were there for when he uh, first wheeled out at sunset in the mini stock. So talk about uh, being uh, a racer yourself, being a dad and being a racer's dad. 
Yeah, I didn't realize that uh, being a racer's dad would be the probably the coolest part of racing for me in my whole life because, I don't know, I, I just – any dad that's out there probably knows the feeling, but I don't think you ever have anybody out on the racetrack with you or around you that you would love as much as your son. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's uh, been a lot of fun for us and man, he finished second in a heat race and his last weekend he ran 20 laps to, and try We tried to get him qualified in and he was close. He had a good run in the, in the last chance he was running fifth and got loose and, ended up six and they took the top three from each one. So it, it was 41 friggin' mini stocks and he was in, it was like second, he died, I don't know, maybe 150 laps in a car and he was 30th in the time church. So that's pretty cool. And then he ran a 17 one this weekend, he was running 16 seven. So to pick up four to five tenths is insane uh, without practicing. Everyone thought he practiced and he goes out, I said, do you want to start up front in your heat race tonight? He said, yeah, I'll I'm not going to learn if I don't run with them. And I said, well, you run with them in practice. It's no different. So just go. And the little bugger took off and leading the heat race. And I'm like, perverts row at the strippers up there at the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a blast cheering him on. Looked like a idiot yeah. up there. But, man, he led the heat race for a bit. And then uh, ran the outside of uh, the 27 Mustang there for three, four laps and fell in behind him and finished second. I was like, holy shit. And and uh, Peter Shellswell was there, and I've been involved with them for a long time and stuff. And he grabs me and he goes, you know, you're in trouble. You're in trouble now. And I say, oh, it's just got expensive. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah it's, uh, and not that it isn't already expensive, but, uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> I don't know how to explain the emotion of it. It's uh, definitely, I think – what I've wanted my whole life, I guess. It's just, uh, yeah. it's awesome. It's something you never knew you wanted until you got it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get to see somebody succeed that, you know, isn't you. And it's somebody that's, that's close to you. And and we've seen Jake race in the, the junior lates and, um, be successful there. Very successful there. And the mini stock division, I mean, Graydon, I tell him all the time because I'll tell anybody that listens, uh, the mini stock division at, at sunset is quite possibly my favorite division in all of racing because the talent level, the people that are in it are, is just full of knowledge. I mean, you've raced against, I I've been lucky enough to watch these guys and gals race several times this year, but you actually have history with some of these competitors dating back to Barry Speedway. And one of the things that we always want to do here on our show is talk about it because I never got the opportunity to see a race there and it kills me that I didn't ever get to see a race. So uh, we've asked this of other competitors that raced at Barry. Do you have a memory on, on that track and what it raced like and um, just uh, memories of Barry Speedway? Yeah. Like probably don't even forget my, second practice in my mini stock there I, I lived there i i was raised there i partied there <laughs> I, I went from from not being able to drink to drinking way too much and and uh i used to the party there was crazy man you used to uh you used to race the night through at the end of the night i lived uh the racetrack's on the eighth line i'm on the 11th line so i'd load my car up and i'd drive home drop the car off drive back with my pickup truck and then party till the sun came up and yeah, it's um. I remember I went out. My uncles wanted me to learn how to drive with a loose race car, so they put the rear tires on backwards on my Mustang, 
And I went out there and I was just drifting around every corner, sideways, sideways. And finally it was Brad Moran that was running it, who obviously now is pretty high up in NASCAR, which is cool. Uh, he walked over and banged his flag on the side of the car. And he said, if you can hang on to that, you're going to be a hell of a race car driver the rest of your life. And, uh, man, that stuck with me forever. I, I remember guys, uh, uh, Donnie Hahn used to come over and, and Gord Shepard and, and all those guys and Dave Lewis, uh, Keith McLeod, those guys, when I went out in a four cylinder, they used to make sure they went to the fence. Cause I'd be the guy that'd be three wide against the wall, just giving her. And I always told them before I went out, you watch, I'll put on a show for you. And, and we always tried to, and had a lot of fun with the mini stock stuff back then. And there's still some people around that are running mini stocks or, or they've moved up through and, uh, you know, Al Ingalls has always been good with me and good to me, uh, and and always steer. He, he as big and fire red as he is, he's a pretty calm individual, and and he's pretty good at calming you down. So, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of really really good memories at Barry Speedway. Um, winning nine out of eighteen late model races in my rookie year was unbelievable. Holy we should have won the championship and. Yeah, when you win 50% of the races, you're in for a NASCAR championship. You should win it, but uh, that was back when Gordon and I used to like to fight, so we (laughs) 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 got zero points for a couple of uh, deals. But anyways, yeah, it was uh, just awesome, awesome time. And even running for Gord, I can't, you know, I never take anything away from the guy. He taught me a lot, uh, and, you know, maybe sometimes now it's like Baker, right? Baker and uh, Gord probably taught me the most in my career out of anybody and and tommy walters is just hanging out with the right people and and uh you know they just teach you a lot of things and and running for gord when i ran for him we won back-to-back championships in his super stock and it wasn't no prize super stock when they cut it apart the thing was <laughs> it was been pretty good but uh i just you know i'm grateful for all the opportunities i've had along the way and the people that have helped me out and even if we argue and fight with them i get over shit pretty quick and can grab a beer and, and just go go the next direction with them, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just I work hard on my stuff, and ever since Eldon Wallace came around and gave me everything I need, I've still been the guy in the shop. Our, our stuff didn't go to McCall seven times a week or like everyone thinks or go to junior every week. I got the base set up, and I work on the shit in the shop and try and get it right and make my stuff the best I can. Lately, it's been a lot more of trusting other people because I'm so busy. So I see the other side of it. But at the same point, nothing's handed to you in this sport at all. And the amount of sponsors that are out there, everyone knows the same sponsors. They come from friends, family, local companies. You're not getting big, big companies at this point for our short track racing. Um, So everyone's after the same the same people, you know, I, I see people weekly going to Corey wanting sponsorship, want help, wanting tires. And he's probably one of the most generous guys you're ever going to meet that owns a company. And he helps way more people than anybody will ever know. And that man has taught me a lot of how to, how to handle other people too, because, you know, he races against everyone Saturday night. He had a motor. I'm, I'm not going to say whose cars or anything, but it, he had a motor in one car. He had a carburetor on another car. He had shocks or something on another car. He's racing against all these guys for a championship and he's given them, you know, parts. And that's kind of how we were. We always had new stuff in our pit car. And if someone came over and needed it, we lent it out. And, you know, that's just 
it's how racing is. You might hate the guy, but if they need something so you can go maybe rough it up with them in the next feature, you still give it to them. That's totally it, man. Like everything, like the names you just rhymed off that, like you say, sometimes you're not the best of friends and you're not going to exchange Christmas cards and that sort of thing. But like, man, the people that you've been like, that you've cut your teeth with, that you've raced with, that you've thrown a punch or whatever at, like that's amazing amount of people that like make you who you are today. And then also what you've said about how you're doing the stuff in your shop. And if, if something happens where you get fenced for some stupid ass reason or like whatever scenario that is going to hit harder with you. If you're the guy that's doing that work, if you're not getting out of the car pissed off because something's bent that you worked on, then maybe you shouldn't be there anyways in the seat. So, I mean that I get that totally, man. If you're working on that stuff and it like getting used up needlessly, I mean, you have every right to speak your mind and in the heat of the moment, sometimes shit does get kind of crazy, but I mean, that is part of racing too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, if I'm going to spend, an extra 30 hours a week on my stuff and I get junked, then you're going to know about it. Cause <laughs> for sure. I, I might not have the time the next week, but I still got to figure out how to do it and how to get everything done and back to the racetrack. So yeah, it's, um, everyone knows I have a temper. Everyone knows, you know, if you can piss me off or not piss me off, they know how to push my buttons. I've raced. The thing is, it's a small group, man. Like it doesn't matter what yeah. track you go to. It's the same damn people you race every week. So mm-hmm. when you have, I don't care what you say. When you go to racetrack, any racetrack in Ontario, anywhere, right up to NASCAR, you got five good cars on any given night. I'm just saying mm-hmm. those five cars are the fast ones that night. So those five are the ones you're going to race almost every night you go to that racetrack. And now Sunset's just, you got Gordon, you got Baker, you got House. Um, Cat's running amazing. Good for him. Yeah. That, that team for a low budget, I don't I, honestly. I can't say low budget. I don't know if they are or not. I don't think they have the money. A lot of teams do, but man, he's doing a great job and he's learned a ton. And I've tried to help him too. And uh, I did. I don't know. I go to the track and I coach people. I was on the radio for for Burroughs on the weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, and I that kid probably ran the best feature he's ever run that I've that I've been able to watch. And just trying to coach him, he just listens, and and that's what you need to is that you can. I can go to the track and try and help anybody, but they're just going to ask me what to do. And then they're going to ask, ask the next guy what to do. And I, I'm pretty sure I got sunset figured out. So I like to make everybody faster that I can and, and help them out. Like, I don't know. It's just. See, you can't my- bugger off. You got too much. There's too many yeah. people hitting you up for advice. And like you're, <laughs> you're, a, you're an elder statesman now, man. You're well, a, the- you're a source the- of info. The problem is as soon as I want to quit, everyone wants me to drive their car. So it, mine's been, <laughs> Mine hasn't even, we haven't even run as much and I've won four races this year and it's been in four different race cars. So that's, uh, I was thinking about that today. I'm like, that's a pretty cool stat. I mean, ran one in my late model, one in Corey's super stock and then the hot rod. And so also I've, those are, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's pretty cool to, and they're different tracks too. So I, I just love the short tracks in Ontario. And I, even if I, if I, if I do stop driving, which I don't know when, but I, I'll be happy. I've done, a, I've done a lot in racing and uh, been fortunate enough to climb the ladder and do a lot of really cool things. So um, 
one last thing is probably want to run. I, I, I know the Pinty's cars really, I think our late models are better cars than the Pinty's cars. And we can argue about that all day, but I just think we, we got better stuff in our cars than the Pinty's do, but that's what makes them hard to drive and what makes them lumber wagons. People call them whatever they want to call them. But I still want to race one of those, get one race in at sunset and show them I can run with them too. And that's really, I don't, I mean, I don't see much more other than I'd like to, I don't want to push Jake too quick, but I want to be there every step of the way to make sure I can teach him every single thing I know. And he already knows some things that like I started racing mini stock at 13 years old and, and he's 13 now and he's already got two, two and a half years of junior late in him that he was running and messing around. So he has more experience than I did at this age. So, and he's got men treating Lapsovich was at the racetrack on Saturday night and he spent 90% of his time that he was there down at Jake's, mini stock where we bring it on we showed up with an open trailer old school tools yeah old air compressor you know i didn't have our tent i didn't bring our big trailer none of that shit we just went and redneck hillbillied it like everybody else like we should and uh he ran the best he has trait and hung out by the car giving him tips showing him what he's seen jordan house was over helping him and then the mini stock guys cameron mcglashan and, and uh doug butler and a bunch uh seaboyer they they love him he just gets along with everyone so he's right in the groups with the, the right people and i already see that you know he's headed in the right direction just talking with the right people to learn as much as he can and you see it on the racetrack so it's all that's all i care i just want him to give it his is all every night and it's all we can ask for you definitely awesome. see it i mean we we were uh we saw layla walzer's first mini stock race and it was it, admittedly it was terrible it was not a good one at all <laughs> But then yeah. we go and see her, and she wins heat races at Sobble, uh, close to a couple feature wins. Um, outran our my buddy over here uh, when he raced out it. <laughs> oh, at she's Sauble. yeah. Um, Layla but, smoked that poor Honda. <laughs> yes, yeah, for, for a girl, she has a big set. I'll tell you, I watched yeah. her on the when we were over there, and I was like, "Whoo, man, yeah. she is fearless. If she can control the yeah. fearlessness and the craziness, and just focus it all on." hitting the same lap every time she's going to be dangerous and be very, very good. I think probably anything she wants to go drive from here on in just needs to calm it down just a little bit. But yeah, I, I, for some reason I've always followed the women drivers and supported them and tried to get more of them involved because I think our sport needs more women in it and, and they need more notice. Amanda Balsam, I talked to her all the time and and uh, and helped her at a, at the racetrack and spotted for her at Sunset and Peter Brill and shit like that and I, I just all of them Andrea and, and uh, Madison and Carly and all of them that are running just keep doing it just keep keep proving people wrong because we need we need as many women as we do boys in the sport guys in the sport whatever if they're not there then we don't have the cars either so just keep having fun and and pushing on. Absolutely. We, we love having and supporting the ladies of the oval. That's why they're on our uniform because we do want to see more of them out there. Uh, Samantha Shaw running uh, two uh, late models, uh, two late model features finishing top five in both of them uh, this past weekend. And, and she's also somebody else that's proving um, her time uh, in, in the, the division. And Rick, you know, obviously one of the things that you like to do is you said being able to coach and um, obviously we're very excited that you came in and raced with our OSS series uh, this year. You kind of spanked the field. Uh, uh, it didn't really end the way that we, w- what we would have wanted, but 
um, because it kind of over everything overshadowed uh, what you did is you won in your very first OSS start, which so far I have yet to find anybody that has done it aside from obviously the very first race back in 07. Um, but uh, obviously running that you've also ran for Luke Janak in the, uh, the modified this year, but I'm going to ask you a, a question based off of your, uh, your coaching side of it. And there is a ton of talent out at sunset speedway, ton of talent all over Ontario. Who is some name you mentioned Cole Burroughs previously, Who's some names that you think will be future or will be talked about in the coming years, aside from Jake Spencer Walt, uh, <laughs> uh, that could be future stars in motorsports? Um, well, obviously, the, the obvious answer would be Kyle Stackley, who's lighting it up right now. Um, he has all the support at the right time, at the right age, and and has and that's what you need to but. For every Saturday night, like, I mean, Kyle's probably going to go on to do great things, which uh, I cheer him on the whole way, and I really hope that kid, the family, they deserve it. They've been in racing a long time, and if anyone gets, you know, the opportunity to go, I hope he gets to do what JR did back in the day, or or, or even better, we need somebody to be down there representing us who is respectable, the family, you know, everything. They're just great people. So that, that for one, um, but just your Saturday night stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a name that probably not a people, <laughs> I don't know how many people know his name or anything, but the Booth family that's at Sunset are very good people. Uh, Brian and his son, Jacob, I, I haven't met Jacob a lot, but, uh, that kid can, he, he pushed that bone stock to the limit every lap, which was pretty cool to see. And I hear they're moving to a super stock, which they I really are. They do. And, uh, I don't know. I think they seem like redneck enough, you know, he's drove a lot of stuff since he was a kid and his dad with the tone business, he probably grew up yeah. steering the truck back. So his dad could hook some shit up or whatever, but that's uh that's what you need. You need to get your kid. If you want your kid to race, they got to be out early. They got to be, you know, I might sound bad. Jake's 13, but when we go ride these sleds, he has a, a 22 850 XCR he drives. <laughs> this is mom's. <laughs> we got it off Dwayne Baker and I have a sidewinder. So that's what we, that's what we ride. And yeah, they're fast and stuff, but we're responsible with it. Like I don't let them just give her, but he's had go-karts and dirt bikes and four wheelers and everything I could get him on because nowadays is way different than when I grew up or you guys grew up because we used to be able to, you know, go to the store. Well, I don't know how old everyone is. I'm 37 this year, 36, but I used to go to the store with a note and get my mom's cigarettes, not, not endorsing that to anybody, but <laughs> that's just, you know, like you could, you could drive a four wheeler down the side of the road. You could yeah. steer your mom's yeah. car home from, from church or from town or from wherever and not get in trouble. And I put Jake on my lap around here a few times and got messages and calls. Oh, you can't, you know, you can't have him there. If the airbag goes off, off, please, man. I, just, I was smashing shit into each other. My grandpa's wrecking yard at his age. So like, <laughs> yeah. I just, that's probably the best thing I had growing up in a wrecking year. But anyways, back to the original question. Uh, I just, I have got to know them a little bit and uh, Brian's a really good, good guy. Another dad that's there supporting his son. And I'm pretty sure Brian used to tow way back in the day at sunset speedway. Uh, and when that was when I raced there as a rookie in a super stock, I think he was, he had this tow truck in there and stuff. So pretty cool. They've been around a long time. I hope his son, uh, 
does as well in the super stock as he did in the, in that. And I guess maybe on the women's side of things, I have to say a woman too, cause we can't just go with guys, but yeah. uh, Andrea is doing a great job. Uh, people are, you know, bickering, complaining and whining about stuff. And I was there Saturday night. She still has to drive that car regardless. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can cheat a car up all you want sometimes and you're still not going to win. So, to everyone that's just chirping her, I, I just lay off, man. It's uh, she's out there driving and still running up front no matter what. So, and she's going to do it all next year too. The, yep. You know, they, they're going to eventually catch all these computers. So it's not just one out there that everyone thinks it is. It's sometimes yep. when you're, uh, you know, seventh, eighth, and ninth, you're cheating worse than the leaders trying to catch them. So that's how it's always been. And uh, I wish her luck too. And uh, you know, I, I've known Cameron a long time, so it's a pretty, pretty cool relationship. They got both racing, and uh, yeah, I hope. I hope she does more things. Samantha's doing good. Kendra runs good in her in her limited. So I think Sunset really has the uh you know leading the, the way going big time. Yeah, yeah it's leading uh, the it's way. Cool. They got some help in there and, and uh lots of advertising, pumping everything up. It's some really cool shit that they got going on there. And Brian and Sandra are kind of letting Letting people throw their ideas in, which I think is just making the place grow, and and the fan counts I think's been up. They could they could answer on that more, but I'm pretty sure like it's been it's been cool to be around there and see all the people. Yeah, considering I, I can speak to our OSS race last year, um, it was pretty sad when we were yeah. there, and this time around it it looked very scary. Graydon, right? We were we were going, where's the crowd? And then all of a sudden at race time she filled up every, and I was like, well, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Um, every so time we, you looked out at the gate, there was more people coming, more people and, coming. And, and that's been a great crowd. It's great. I think Alcona growing has been huge for it too. Cause there's the, all the beaches down along there. So they probably, you know, it's turned into sort of like a sobble deal where they're up for the weekend and they're, you know, yeah. they're enjoying. And then all of a sudden at night, what do you do? So, Oh, let's go to the races and mm-hmm. watch Rick drive over somebody or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have, we would, we would wrap it up, but we can't, we can't without touching on you being a viral sensation that made it onto door bumper clear. I mean, you've made it Rick, you've made it onto dirty mole media. They, they kind of got your name, right? I think they just said Rick Walt instead of Rick Spencer. Well, but we'll take it. Uh, <laughs> you got t-shirts made out of the deal. It was, I don't condone ever doing that type of stuff myself, but I will tell you as a fan, I <laughs> loved every minute. Uh, did you expect that that was going to blow up like it did? No, 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 that wasn't, uh, wasn't the plan at all. Tra- Travi and I have been, buddies for a long time i just i've had a rough year and and things have you know finally just boiled over and i told him after the first feature he got into me and i said you know you do it again i'm not going to put up with it so if you want to smash off me go ahead and then next feature we have three restarts in a row we can't even get the start of the race going and on the fourth one he dives her in underneath and i get spun out on the outside on lap one and i was like it's the fourth restart. I'm, I just had enough. So, yeah, uh, I did what I did. And, uh, and then the interview came after and thing was, I was like, that was lap one. It was lap one. So now I'm in the pits for a 35 lap feature and my cooler has ice cold beer in it. So I'm going to drink it. And, uh, 
I was slamming them. So by the time they came down <laughs> for that interview, I was ready. And uh, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, it's just, uh, you know, I didn't, I, there's things I shouldn't, shouldn't have said. And I don't know, you can't take anything back. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to stand by what I said and stand up for myself. And nowadays you can't punch people in the face anymore. So you got to use your race car to destroy shit. And I don't like that. I, yeah. I don't like it at all. You used to get out, you punch the guy in the face in the next race. He had some respect for you and the same shit didn't happen. And now we got all these participation ribbon kids and racing isn't a participation sport. It's you win or you lose. So, um, I'm just tired of being on the losing end. So someone else was yeah. with me. That's all. <laughs> a bloody nose is a lot cheaper than reclipping a car. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And that, that's just how it is. Everyone wants to call the cops and charge everybody nowadays and, the respect is just, that's the problem with racing, in my opinion, is the respect level has dropped so much because of it. Guys just don't know anymore. They don't know what it used to be like. You just go wreck them, and then you stand by your car and go, oh, whatever. Sorry. So, well, sorry doesn't fix it. So, Rick, does this come, this is this is a good topic because we brought this up with a couple other racers. Where did that respect get lost? Did it start from the top? at NASCAR's top levels where people just started wrecking shit. That's multi-million monkey see, dollars monkey do type thing. And people have just decided that, Oh, I'm, I'm just as big as that NASCAR star. So I'm going to do the same thing. Um, I don't know. I think NASCAR kind of had the boys have at it kind of attitude for a bit there. And then every young kid that came in, I don't know. They're like, they're spending so much money. Mm-hmm. They have to win or they're, or they're gone in a year. And that's just the reality of it is if you get a really good sponsor, you might have them a year to three years. The, the, the time span on big sponsors in this sport isn't long. So if you don't perform, then you lose the sponsor. And, uh, you know, if the sponsor's at the track and you move a guy and win, nobody ever talks about a dirty move. Your sponsor's just happy you're in victory lane getting a photo. So I think that started some of it, but – I'm not, I think it's just the world, the way the world's going, man. It's, uh, I have my opinions and everyone will have theirs and, you know, bullying and stuff like that isn't exactly where, uh, you know, where anything should be. And yeah, I've been a bully to people. I get it, but I don't, I don't say I'm not a bully. I'm out there to race. I have my, my, my circle's small and I could talk to you on Saturday night, but I, you know, I just, I want to, uh, I don't know. I just want to race everybody and, and have respect, but it's just, it just won't come back. Like body slamming people now for wins and turning them and, and spinning them is, is easier to, to win than to drive by that guy. And that's back in the day I moved a couple people and I wasn't always this big. I was 13 and 14 and I was small and I got, uh, you know, I got into it with a few people that taught me lessons too. Sean Murray's one of them. Sean Murray and I, uh, we got at her at Barry Speedway and he was, he's like a few years older than I am. And at the time it was just me against him. And, uh, you know, it's, he just taught, you can't push everybody around. And then just, I don't know, the respect needs to come back, but it just never will. It's just the way the world is. You know, you, uh, they had bike races at sunset on Saturday night and these kids are just losing it because they didn't win and throwing helmets and shit. And I'm like, man, you can't give everyone a ribbon. Like that's just, that's how life's going now. And, Every, you know, baseball, my, my buddy has a kid in baseball. I said, well, who won? Well, nobody really wins. They just, you know, nobody keeps score. I'm like, 
the hell with that, man? Somebody lost. Like, you suck. Or, you know, they need to be told something. Like, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I could ramble all night about that <laughs> well, shit. I think, I think character it, building, though, right? I think it, it, does, <laughs> it does, though, bring up a good point in a way, though, because you have, in re- the, very rarely do you win in racing. You lose yeah. a lot. Statistically, you lose a hell of a lot more than you win. Some people go over every race they freaking run. Let's just say you yeah. buy a race car and you've lost already because there's money going out the door that you're sure as hell are not going to get back, right? So it is it definitely, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that I think um, racing in a way does do really good things for for the young kids because they learn right away whether they're going to win or not. Things aren't always going to work. Um, sometimes the car doesn't work. Sometimes the car doesn't go fast enough. Sometimes rules are made and sometimes stuff happens that you can't control and you don't like. But unfortunately, it's reactions that um, and, and impressions that people get from others. Uh, it is a tough deal. I mean, obviously, we see it across all different types of motorsports. And, um, you know, uh, I think there's there's a lot of things that we wish we could fix across the board but one thing that we are really uh happy about is the fact that we got rick spencer walt here for imagewraps.ca month um a, one of the best looking rides you and jake now you did say jake's car did look better than yours i <laughs> will agree that i actually thought it, it turned out a little bit i don't know what it was i mean it's just because of the the size of the junior late um but now i'm excited to see what the the wrap will look like for next year um, whatever Jake ends up running, if he's going to run the mini stock again next year. But uh, we always like to give an opportunity for you, Rick, to shout out your partners. Uh, they're the ones that get you to the racetrack. And of course, anybody else that you want to thank um, that's helped you out this year, uh, this is your opportunity to shout them out. Yeah, definitely. First, my crew, I got uh, Robbie Sykes spots for me. My uncle's there. It's a pretty family built team, best friends. And I got Kyle that's always at the shop helping me and, uh, his wife lets him be with me more than her half the time we work together and everything. So it's uh, my, my family and my uh, smoking hot wife, everyone that helps me there is uh, it's been great. And then our sponsors uh, strike energy systems uh, came on last year for APC and it's just been, I, I, we couldn't do it without them. Just great, great family too. Uh, now they're racing junior lates and stuff. So it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, two speed motorsports, CM precision, um, I again, Corey's just uh, we become really good friends, and what he's done for me and and in racing, uh, I'll never forget. Same as Eldon, Eldon's done so much for me that uh, you just if you find these people, you gotta stick with them, treat them right, help them whenever you can, just try and keep everything rolling. Because like I said, you don't know how long stuff will stuff will last. Corey has kids; they're they're gonna race at some point too. So it's. Uh, you got to thank them people all the time. I got Buyers Equipment Motorsports, Jim Wilson, Chevrolet, and Aurelia. Uh, ImageWraps.ca, obviously, wraps the stuff, and it's just beautiful. He did a great job on our cars this year. Um, he's done our T-shirts and stuff. He's taken care of me pretty good so far, so it's a pretty good, awesome company. Uh, Heidi's RV, Epic Racewear, Short Track Musings. And then uh, Stickers and Scuffs, obviously, you guys are on there too. Motorsport Alley. Um Hanley Enterprise, I, I can't do any of this without uh, Junior Hanley's help. Right now, he's going to head up in the morning and go up there with BMAC and work on the stuff. So it's two really good people I have in my corner that are helping me right now. And uh, 
yeah, I hope we get it turned around and Sunday turns out amazing for us. Uh, like nothing more than to park it in the Hanley race. He's been helping uh, Baker and myself all year. And for many years, I was with Mike for a couple of years. But uh, before that, all my wins came from junior and uh, a, ton, a ton of them. My brother helped me for a while, but uh, most of my championships all came with junior. So been pretty cool. Lots of people helping us out. And if I forgot anyone, sorry, uh, we're pretty busy and lots going on. So I just, uh, thanks to everybody that helps us and fans that support us and buy our t-shirts and uh, all that stuff. Well, well man, let's, we uh, uh, wrap it up. Sorry. Yeah. No, let's wrap it up. We, <laughs> um, yeah. We thank you for your time, man. And, uh, wish you all the best going forward. And, uh, also, uh, with uh, Jake coming along with his racing too. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate having me on, uh, taking up some of your time. Hopefully people enjoy watching this and, uh, and we'll do it. I feel again like someday. we will. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we went over some good stuff and we have some good quotes and, and, uh, you yeah. know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, uh, I, we might have to stick to slogan as the, the episode, uh, title. So what was it again, Rick? Talk around and find out. <laughs> That's here on the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Segway. Nice.